Welcome to Taxing Poetic. Uh, I am your host, Tim Howe. And I am your other host, Jenny Carter. Along with our esteemed producer, as always, JB. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about crypto and virtual currency and the impacts on sales and use tax. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Synexus Tax Solutions. Hey, Jenny. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. I'm going to open this episode with uh, my normal haiku. I love it. Are you ready? A crypto haiku. Here we go. Okay. It'll gonna, be virtual. It's going to kick us off. Okay. It'll be virtual. <laughs> oh, but I'm Okay. All right. <clears throat> Cryptocurrency. You are pretty confusing. Is it like Minecraft? <laughs> Because this will just tee you up that I'm going to let you two do all the taxing poetic this episode because I have taken two crypto classes and I still know nothing, I feel like. It is a confusing topic and it is just rapidly changing. And so I think <clears throat> JB had kind of prefaced me just to be in full disclosure. He said, you better come out and tell everyone that this is going to change dynamically. And it's the truth. I mean, just, just like the value of cryptocurrency changes every single day, if not every single hour and every minute, um, the tax laws and the treatment of cryptocurrency is a radically changing um, environment, right? And I know enough about cryptocurrency to be dangerous. I can speak intelligently to it. I know enough about it. You probably talked to my nephews and they would know 10 times about crypto, 10 times more about crypto than I do. Um, but it is quite interesting when you start looking at the overall tax impacts of cryptocurrency. I think we're going to start off and maybe even talk a little bit about, you know, income tax impacts and and what would happen, you know, in, in, a, in a generic cryptocurrency type transaction and whether you have capital gains or losses and how are you actually tracking your basis of the cryptocurrency and and what does that basis look like and and how does that impact your overall income tax but then we're going to get into the meat of it which is sales and use tax and the impacts on certain types of crypto transactions and how certain states are actually treating it right should, should we start with like a sales tax 101 or like our crypto 101 <clears throat> yeah because, we should just talk about crypto in general and what it is well because right? per my haiku I'm like, I know they're mining for something like Minecraft. And so, <laughs> and they're opening boxes and it's like a Super Mario Brothers or something. Yeah. And then there's stars that come out of the boxes. And then that's about all I know. And to be honest with you, like the whole mining component, we can, we should probably maybe even have an episode in the future of somebody who's a crypto miner that understands that entire process and how that works. All I know is they set up huge server farms that can, you know, basically consume massive amounts of power to be mining for Bitcoins and mining for other types of cryptocurrency. And they're basically looking for certain types of token IDs or something like that that basically allows them to increase, you know, and capture value of Bitcoins at that point. It's it's very it's interesting. I, I in all honesty, that component of the cryptocurrency market. I really don't understand. Same. Do. Again, yeah. I'm like, it's Super Mario Brothers. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, I, it's, it's, it's a very interesting facet of, um, and, and I think why regulators have a real problem with it, right? Like you just, I mean, you can't go out mining for dollars, right? I mean, some people could say, well, yeah, you can go out and collect 
cans in New York City oh, and, okay. and and basically turn them in for their deposits and that and helps get, me a little okay yeah and get money back right okay. um, mine but for gold you could mine for gold you True. can mine hey you can go to that uh, national what is it the state park in Arkansas and get diamonds uh-huh. right and for you, real yeah there's a state park in Arkansas that you can go to some dude just yoked out like a four carat diamond or five carat diamond or something like a month ago yeah it's it's a big state park that that you you can turn around and go and find diamonds I mean, all just, money is confusing if you really I mean it's true have you ever read about space it's just diamonds up there it's just all diamonds we just don't have a, that many down here so we're like these are fancy yeah exactly you know so what? We, we don't know well and also you know the rumor is too is that like companies like De Beers that control like majority of the diamonds in the world that they released all the diamonds that they actually have onto the market the value of a diamond would deflate to like 100% uh, it would deflate to like zero but they naturally hold and keep the diamonds actually artificial and that's kind of the idea behind bitcoin as well is that there is a finite amount in every you know four years it halves you know so like eventually there'll only be 21 million and then that's it it stops doing that and they don't make any you can't make any more okay actually something that gets violent but um cryptocurrency just the definition is a digital money that doesn't require a bank or financial institution to verify transactions for you to make a purchase or investment okay it's all it's on its own system if a bank were to crash you could still have a bitcoin is okay yeah Yeah. and it is why it proliferates and screams you know non-standard transactions and we talk about non-standard transactions this is why crypto's gotten such a bad name for so long you're talking you know drug lords and other types of people who are you know trading and using bitcoin because it's not traceable right you can't trace it you can't follow it you can't really you know identify anything that happens you know in a, in a crypto transaction because there's no financial institution or you know should i say regulatory agency that actually tracks the movement of crypto so it is like mario brothers there's like bowser and he's like you know the drug lords and crypto lords are trying to like defeat you well uh-huh. regular i mean starbucks accepts bitcoin it's not all bowser's it's not, it's all, not bowser's. all bowser's no i mean okay. and, and that's the thing is that there's there's a number of of legitimate institutions that except for bitcoin i mean we've got a country now right el salvador that pegged their national currency to be bitcoin uh-huh. and really yep and and so it's you know it's legit it's legit okay. and under number of different facets but at the same time you also have a large component of the crypto market that is truly what we would consider to be dark web or black market type transactions because they just can't be traced if you lose a bitcoin like if somebody steals a bitcoin from you you're never going to find it again. Uh-huh. Oh, you're never really? Gonna get it. Yeah, it's there's no well, tracing it. There's no finding it. And I like your um, analogies from earlier, like with the picking up the cans <coughs> or money for gold. So basically, it's the same. Like if I lost twenty dollars in the street and someone picked it up, like yeah, how is uh, anyone? Honesty. How are you going to prove that was? But see, the thing is, is if I also exchange fifty thousand dollars with you, and you go to the bank and you deposit that fifty thousand dollars, the bank actually has to record that fifty thousand dollar transaction to the IRS. Okay. And all of that stuff gets recorded with your name on it and gets reported to the IRS as quote unquote okay. like income, right? And it would be something that <clears throat> you would ultimately. Hopefully report on your income tax return. Otherwise, people are going to get some questions to you as to why you didn't report it. But with Bitcoin, you don't have that. That's why they ask you on your federal income tax return, right, of, hey, did you, you know, one of the big things at any time during this year, did you receive, sell, exchange, or dispose of any financial interest in any virtual currency? Mm -hmm. They're giving you the opportunity to come forth and be forthright with it. And that way, they're also kind of trapping you that if they ultimately ever find that you're transacting in millions of dollars in Bitcoin and you didn't ever report it, guess what? You're going to owe income tax on it, Okay. right? So it's it's a very 
dynamic and interesting environment that the U.S. is trying, and, and, and other countries, frankly, are trying to get their arms around, right? Ch- China has, has like, basically, out, basically outlawed. They outlawed. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, China has basically outlawed outlawed Bitcoin. Oh, wow. Well, and, and there's an also, there's a lot of, you know, fraud. I mean, SBF, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Bankman-Fried. Oh, you, yeah. you know, you go read the entire stories about him and, and you know, his investment oh, firm, right. FTX. And, I mean, that... That story in and of itself, and how huge it is, and if you, if anybody, I mean, this is going to be an amazing movie. Whenever, when you know somebody turns around and turns in, but I mean, this is a guy that was effectively, you know, just came up with this whole currency, you know, cryptocurrency, excuse me, like kind of exchange market, and then had a, a fund that went along with it, and he started borrowing money from the fund illegally and using it to fund his business operations, which you're totally not supposed to do. It's against SEC regulations and a bunch of other regulations. And guess what? That's why he's getting ready to go to jail. Um, but it's very, very interesting when you hear and peel back all the layers of that onion. I mean, you have people like Tom Brady involved. I was just about to say that's why they think um, Tom Brady and Giselle got divorced. Uh, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Oh, my God. Because maybe they'll get back together. Lost a lot of money. Queen of pop culture references. Yes, but no, but for real, they were like because of his investment in um, Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, with FTX. Yeah, they were trying to limit liability for him mm-hmm. or her or whatever. So, yeah. yes, here's hoping. Fingers crossed. Well, so. at the end of the day, it's a very, very... <laughs> Very fluid and dark world to kind of get involved in. Um, but we're going to start talking a little bit about sales tax impacts of it and what actually happens when you transact in Bitcoin. Okay. So we started that. Or not even just Bitcoin, but all virtual currencies. And virtual currencies are a number of things, right? We have Dogecoin, right? We talk about Elon and and the stuff that he did around Dogecoin early Shibu this year. Inu. Shibu Inu. Yes. Yeah. I think probably for the... Uh, for the ease of our listeners, listeners will probably just talk about Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. just well, an ease for for me, Jenny, because yes. yeah. So Bitcoin. You have is Ethereum. A, you have you know Doge. You have Shiba Inu. You got alarm. Yeah, a lot of different. There's coins. a lot of different coins out there. I mean, anybody can make up a coin every day, but see what you also have in these types of scenarios is people getting busted for artificial inflation of a currency. So you go and you latch yourself on to a couple of celebrities and you tell these celebrities, hey, go out on your Instagram and other platforms and start talking about this awesome coin. And then people will turn around and start buying the coin like crazy and it shoots the value up. And then what these guys do, they call them pump and dump schemes, right? So they pump the value of these currencies up super high. And then all the folks that are holding a bunch of the coins start dumping them and selling them, and it causes the currency to crash. So the people who are the founders and own the majority of the coin stake and made out like bandits when they sold it when it was high, all the rest of us Cretans and laymen that basically followed on to the entire hype of the transaction are now left with something that's completely worthless. So what you're saying is we should have a Synexus coin. Go ahead. Go ahead. Everybody <laughs> any, else starts one. If anyone can create a coin or just Jenny coin. And you can have Timmy coin. Timmy coin. There you go. JP coin. See who does better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who, who can get the biggest celebrity? JB's my celebrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love okay, it. Okay. So for the sake of listeners and myself, we're going to use the word Bitcoin, which is a type of cryptocurrency. We're going to really talk about things in, in, in terms of Bitcoin. That's the one that's the most okay. sort of like... Except that if it's widely, to, yeah, if they start to talk about regulatory things with cryptocurrency, you know, they're talking about Bitcoin ETFs and there's things. It's really going to be, it's all going to come down to Bitcoin and more, and less of the 
shit coin, which is what the other ones are called. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean, you can actually find, and there's a gas station that's, uh, I know, up in Hamilton Mill, um, you know, around a, an, an area where uh, I live. It's, it's basically, they actually have an ATM that is a Bitcoin ATM. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. to really? where you can you convert, mm-hmm. and you can log into your account, and you can convert Bitcoin into U.S. dollar and actually withdraw U.S. dollars right there. Yep. And wow. they shave off a percentage. Yep. Wow. So, so back to our, we started to talk about this. Yeah. We've been all over the map. Example, but yeah. so Starbucks, for example, will accept Bitcoin. So question for you, Tim, would be if I go into Starbucks today and I buy um, a cup of coffee, Bitcoin right now is worth $43,120. Mm-hmm. Do I pay sales tax at the end of that year on the 43000 or is it? Does it change depending on the value of the coin? Do I see later how much sales tax I pay? Well, it would be if you're talking right now, given the time that we're discussing this. I guess you could technically say the end of the year because it'd be the end of December, right? Mm-hmm. But if it would be the end of the month, right? That's when your sales tax would have to be reported. So naturally, it depends on the state. Certain states say that. It's the value of the advertised price of the transaction that you would pay sales tax on. So I think Washington's one of those states. So Washington would say, okay, if you're put on a menu board that the cost of a cup of coffee is five bucks, you're going to pay sales tax on the five bucks, regardless of when the value of the currency is. So if you exchange Bitcoin and its value on that day was $4.90 and it grows to $5.10, hey, guess what? You ultimately made out like a bandit because you're only paying tax on the five bucks. Sales tax is going to be on the five bucks. Now, other states like New Jersey and New York, they'll say you owe sales tax based off of the value of the coin on the day that it was exchanged or received. So the 510. That's right. It would be the 510 or let's say the 490. Okay. Right? So much more documentation intensive. There's a lot more required in those particular jurisdictions to show when you actually received the coin, what the value was at that specific time when when you took possession of it and things of that nature. Whereas in Washington, it's just like, we don't care. This is ultimately an accounting issue that you need to account for for how long you hold on Bitcoin before you convert it into US dollars. And we'll talk about all that here in a minute. But there are two differing fields of thoughts. And the two differing fields of thoughts are is it the advertised price or is it the corn price? Obviously, as usual, the states can't come to an agreement. So, Tim, can you explain to me what the benefits are for um, how the different states value Bitcoin for different transactions? So, like, uh, yeah, so when if you're looking at Washington versus New Jersey and New York, Washington's really getting no benefit um, because all they're doing is what they've done historically, which is just saying, okay, whatever the value of a transaction is on that particular day is like, or the advertised price, excuse me, is on that particular day, it is what you pay sales tax on. Okay. So if I valued a chicken sandwich transaction and my meal price on a chicken sandwich transaction is $4, I'm getting tax on the $4, regardless of the value of the currency that I use. Okay. But what New Jersey and New York are doing is they're saying, hey, this thing fluctuates a lot. There could be some benefit or, you know, we could have some risk of losing some money, but we're going to do it based off of the value of the currency at the date that it was exchanged, right? At the date that it was received by the state. Now, 
that causes some serious documentation issues, right? You have to basically document, okay, well, here is the value. Like, like, you know, what I'm guessing is here was the advertised price of the transaction. Here's the type of coin that was used. Here's the actual date that the consideration was exchanged for that coin and when uh, possessory interest actually occurred and, and changed hands. And then guess what? This is now the value of the currency at that particular time. And that is what the sales tax is going to be owed on. So if I had a $5,000 used car and I bought it with $5,000 worth of Bitcoin, well, guess what? Then, you know, two days later, the value of Bitcoin increased to $5,500. Well, then I'm going to end up paying sales tax on the $5,500. Okay. okay, because that was the value of the Bitcoin at that point. And that's the New Jersey and New York way? That's the New Jersey and New York way. Okay, yep. so they're kind of gambling on... They they kind of are gambling, yeah. right? And, and it's really kind of strange that they would do that, but hey, that's fine. You ultimately are making more money. You could make out if it goes down. So if it's worth 43000 today and it goes down to worth 20000 in five days, which we've seen happen before, you pay significantly less tax. Right, and so the consumer makes out... Right. And the states lose out, right? So that's the thing. They're they're risking. They're they're taking a total value risk um, of the fact that you know it's it's going to ultimately they're they're betting on the fact that hopefully it's going to go up. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that sounds like a big gamble. Why not just do it on the um, trans on the price? Uh, the I mean, I, I completely agree. Um, and and I do not know why. Okay. So I, I I don't understand New Jersey and New York's justification behind it, except for the fact that. I think the value of the currency, because it's it's changing so drastically, they just want to make it easy to, from a measurement standpoint to say, well, here's how much it was worth at the time that it was exchanged. Boom. That's what we're going to turn around and tax you on, right, for the exchange of the consideration. I, it, it, Again, I haven't done enough research to understand their justifications. I'm sure I can read their regs and probably find out why. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. We can ask Donna to research it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is the problem. I... I frankly, have not really spent a lot of time on this, you know, type of, of work and looking at this stuff because it's such in its infancy, right? It's the same thing. The federal government hasn't been able to do anything regarding the regulations of cryptocurrency. And it's just such a highly volatile market that hasn't really played a lot into the sales and use tax marketplace yet. There's a lot of stuff, transactions that occur on, you know, you hear about blockchain and, and things of that nature. <clears throat> a lot of those, we're even dealing with basic sales tax issues because, okay, well, if I can't trace cryptocurrency and I don't know who started the transaction and who actually sold it, they're not going to want to report where the stuff goes either. So I don't know where to appropriately tax it. So how do I know where it's being shipped, right? Now, there's a lot of above-the-board businesses, I'm sure, that want to, you know, like Ethereum is is a great it's been a, a currency that a lot of people have talked about that it's a business currency. People want to use it for, you know, e-commerce and business type transactions. You're going to see and be able to, you know, understand where goods are being delivered and, and all this other stuff so that we can appropriately tax transactions based off of destination-based sourcing. Some of these others, though, like with Bitcoin and stuff like that, if you're not recording a ship-to address or where somebody's located, how are you going to tax something? Don't so know. Are these the only three states that have passed <clears throat> Bitcoin legislation? Uh, it's the ones that I've focused on, you know, but I've looked at for, for this episode. But frankly, I haven't done a deep dive to see if any of the other states have actually addressed it. No. Yeah, I was just curious. Well, if you were yeah. somebody who is mm -hmm. thinking about their company is like, okay, I'm going to start to accept Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. What kind of, you know, what should they be prepared to talk to you about? 
um, if you're going to accept Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And and like, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that. Like what if some of our online retailer clients, you know, start accepting Bitcoin? <laughs> what are we going to tell them? <laughs> Go talk to an attorney. I mean, in all honesty, there, right. there are so many other questions that I have regarding Bitcoin and the usage of Bitcoin that, I mean, it just concerns me as a business owner mm -hmm. because it'd be like somebody coming to me and saying, hey, I want to pay you in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to accept it, mm -hmm. right? And, and the reason I don't know if I'm going to accept it because I'm assuming a risk. I mean, you look at the volatility of Bitcoin, it could be worth... I mean, what, what JV, like last year at some point, Bitcoin would, has had lost like half of its value. Right. And then it's, you know, clawed its way back. And, and that's the thing is like some of these currencies, they just change so much and so quickly. It's not like the U S dollar. Yes. The U S dollar does change in value. The EU, you know, the, the Euro changes in value. The yuan changes in value. Uh, the Rupal, you know, all, all these, um, you know, uh, the, you know, all, all these different foreign uh, currencies, they will change in value on a daily basis, but not to the drastic levels that you see with some of these. Well, how do they handle that now? If I go into a store and I buy all my groceries with one and the price change, like, do I pay on, to, are they using the Washington model where I pay for the cost of the goods or am I doing the fluctuating well that's the interesting thing so obviously <clears throat> in the united states you can't walk into a grocery store and pay with one what right so they can't they, <laughs> they won't accept nice, it nice try though but you have to go to a bank to actually sell it and what the bank would actually do is sell you dollars based off of the current rate of one at the bank as to what they would basically buy it for. And so they're going to buy it from you at X rate, which is going to be less a percentage that they would get to do their currency you know, currency transformation to actually get it back into U.S. dollars and go and sell it. So the bank's going to make money off of that currency transaction. Maybe that's how it works. You'll go into a grocery store, and it's like you sliding a credit card, and you pay a transaction fee. Okay, now you're, Bitcoin now, fee. now you're talking. So if you are a Japanese or, let's say, a Chinese you know, national, and you're here in the United States, and let's say your company's paying you in yuan, and um, or Japanese yen, and you have a bank account that's full of yen, when you go and you swipe your credit card, there is a currency translation that occurs. And it is a currency translation that is very unfavorable to the, to the consumer. You get hammered for credit card fees, and you also get hammered for currency translation fees, and they give you basically a currency rate that is not, you know, not favorable to you at all. Right. And you're going to lose money on that. But it's it's the ease of use, almost like ATM fees. That's so exactly it. Yeah. That's why you're getting hammered with it. Yeah. yeah. So does Bitcoin have the same flexibility? Are there cards you can use right now? I mean, maybe that's where they're going, you know, because how else would you? There are virtual cards. Yeah. You know, they have virtual oh, cards and, and oh, stuff not, like that. Oh, but not yeah. a piece of plastic. That no, actually, I think there oh, is really? a piece of plastic that you can have that's backed by Bitcoin that would actually do the. I mean, I think Coinbase and some of those guys actually have a card that's mm -hmm. issued that, that does the translation. I think SoFi would even do it. Um, but yes. Like, so what if our clients like had customers that use those kinds of currency that would work, right? Because it, it would hundred percent work. Yeah. You can accept it. Mm -hmm. But again, this show is to not advise people on financial basis transactions. And I'm going to tell you right now, you should not be listening to a sales tax person give you advice as to whether you can accept Bitcoin or not. <laughs> um, I would say there are thousands of other questions that you should be answering yourself because of the volatility of it. Hey, think about it this way. 
I'm a business owner and I sell you a plant and that plant is worth $100 and I take $100 worth of Bitcoin from you and tomorrow Bitcoin completely crashes and you haven't had a chance to exchange that Bitcoin. Guess what you're left with? $0. So how am I going to pay for my plants and how am I going to replace my new plant? It's a very valid question where as opposed to I have US dollars and a lot of people can say, well, hey, the US dollar could completely collapse tomorrow. Highly unlikely event, right? Hi, I would, I would, I would say that it's you know very unlikely as opposed to you'd have other problems. You would have a lot of other problems. My you would not is, be worried about selling plants at that point. Yeah, why didn't you take care of the plant? I mean, don't buy a plant if it's going to die the next day. Anyway, was it the dying of the plant. <laughs> that was the part you were paying attention. To? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand anything else, but the plant died, and I was sad. Okay. <laughs> well, one of the reasons we started this conversation was about NFTs and. The way that the government handled the taxes. Well, what is an NFT, JV? Yeah, non fungible token. You know what fungible means? I had to look this up. <laughs> nope. Fungible means easily interchangeable. Huh. So if it's non fungible, then it's not easily interchangeable. Non easily? That sounds like it's double. I know. Yeah, it's it double is. entendre. Non easily interchangeable. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, double negative? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I was using mm -hmm. big words. But they got yeah. into the tax thing really quickly. Uh, can you expand upon that, Tim? <clears throat> well, yeah. Um, NFTs are basically, if you, if you go out and you look at what NFTs you know, are represented in the crypto or virtual currency space, it's like pieces of artwork, right? So Board Ape Yacht Club is a famous one, right? That uh, it's, it's a bunch of funny pictures of different types of monkeys that guys have, you know, different artists have created and all these other things. And you could go out to an auction site and actually buy a Board Ape NFT, and there was a limited amount of these board ape NFTs that, that were issued, and it gave you access to a special website that was like a club that you could go into and share ideas and do other things. And there were when you're the only of, one who has it. There's no digital copy of it, so I can't take like a PDF. Well, that's the thing. I can it. take a screen grab of it. I right. that's the part I never really like understood. I remember Justin Bieber bought a board ape for one point. Three million dollars. What? It is now worth fifty-nine thousand oh. dollars. Yeah, there's a lot of risk involved in these My kinds goodness. of things. Um, but they got into taxing these swaps very quickly, which is wow, crazy. Well, and the big thing is on that. So think about what Biebs. So let's talk about from federal income tax standpoint. So he took a massive loss on that, right? Now, if he hasn't sold it, he's not realizing that loss. Mm -hmm. How is he going to realize that loss if nobody's ever going to buy in? Right. Okay. So, but another thing is too is okay. Well, think about again that value of of that token at that given point. Well, if you're exchanging the purchase at 1.3 million that he paid, what state did he buy that in? And does that state tax digital goods, namely artwork? And if they do tax, you know, tax digital artwork and digital goods he would owe sales tax on that 1.3 million and mm -hmm. the state would actually get to pay it. But here we go again. Okay, so you're talking about the exchange of a digital product and there is no sourcing. We can't identify, we, can, we know who bought it, but we don't know if he bought it while he was on a plane between France and the UK or the UK and the United States and, and where, you know, and, and how would you de determine delivery and where the ultimate, where that goods ultimately being housed? There are so many interesting questions around this that we've just never looked at from a sales tax perspective. You'd almost have to use like the Goldberg two out of three rule, 
which is for telecommunications, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like the the primary address of the buyer. That's exactly you, right. You know, that's how you source it. There you go, and and that's in in you know in this case it could be his credit card address, it right. could be his bank address, or, right. or you know his primary residence mm -hmm. that he lists on his income tax return. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it's something that we just haven't had to tackle yet, and certain states are trying to look at, and they're trying to figure all this out. We're we've talked. I've heard that they've talked about a national cryptocurrency, Ooh. right? A, nas a national virtual currency. Is that what El Salvador is doing or it's just... They well, they've adopted Bitcoin as basically... They bought a bunch. They just bought a bunch and said, hey, this is now our national, you know, our national currency. Oh, okay. okay. They have like 2,500 Bitcoin and they're just, you know, if it goes crazy, they're like, cool, now we're the US. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, like... If we set up our own virtual currency, it's obviously it's the United States. It's going to be pegged to the U.S. dollar, mm -hmm. right? And its value is going to be pegged to the dollar. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what would happen. But I, I, I know that the Treasury Department really wants to regulate this stuff. they got to figure out some way to get their arms around it. Okay. It is the complete Wild West right now. It really, <laughs> like no rules. Like Wyatt Earp's going to have to come in and <laughs> figure this and, out. In all honesty, that, that I think is the best analogy, is that we are looking for a Wyatt Earp of the crypto world, and we do not have one. All we have right now is a bunch of Billy the Kids and, and other folks you know, running around. So I nominate JB for Wyatt Earp. I can do it. Yeah. So... Basically summarize, we are not advocating or voting against buying crypto, trading in crypto, doing anything with virtual currencies. We're not telling you that your business should transact in crypto <clears throat> or shouldn't transact in cryptocurrency. But if you are, strongly suggest that we need to have a conversation. It's just and, a hot issue right now, and we have to address it from a sales tax perspective. Right, and also income tax perspective. And we have people um, on the income tax side that can assist you with that as well. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, Jenny, take us home. I, I, I don't think we anybody? have to. I don't think we offended anybody. What? I don't think we did. Well, we called the episode "Crypto Nerds," so I guess oh. <laughs> we can just apologize to crypto nerds in general. But did Elon real. say something about Dogecoin, or did he change Doge to Shiba Inu? Um, I think he just said something about it. But there's there's a lot of coins out there that are that are crazy. Okay, I just want to make sure that I didn't say a misnomer earlier. Today. I don't think so. Okay. Do we have to apologize to SBF or no? Uh, yeah, we probably, no. No. No, okay. I'm not apologizing to that aspect. Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah. All right, obviously I need to learn more about this. <laughs> Absolutely okay. not. Okay, he's an ass bag. All right, got it. So, all right, well, on that note, you know, since we didn't offend too many people for once, which is kind of weird, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or issues you want us to tackle, Will you email us? Uh, you can email us at taxingpoetic at synexistax.com. And we'd love to take your questions or your haikus or your complaints directed at Tim, which would be fine. There you go. And you can listen to any of our other episodes, and you don't have to listen to them in order. You can hit us up on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also watch us on YouTube. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time.